Ah, uh, let's play a game. basically third shift these days it's um it's pretty messed up hmm. yeah they we've got this bakery in lenexa and i don't want to say they're the worst bakery in the history of bakeries but they're pretty bad and they keep uh causing us to be incredibly late and as such yeah i'm basically third shift and so you know it's god dang near what three o'clock my time and um yeah i'm just waking up and i'm sweaty and gross and I'm, it's a good thing the viewers can't uh you know smell a podcast so sure you're just fine <laughs> mabel yeah, i'm looking at i didn't realize uh thimbleweed park is now on ios and android devices oh geez it's everywhere yeah 10 bucks on uh ios right on um Hmm. Let me uh, let me conference call Cujo. Yeah, sure. And uh, get him online, and then we can have three of us here, and three yeah. is better than two, and all that kind of jazz. I think let me, if I can figure out how to do it, uh, it'll put you on hold. So yeah, yeah. All right. Boy, this is good radio. Hmm. Hey, dude, you ready to record? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, I'm going to merge you with James. Everyone here? I am here. Awesome. Yep, I'm here. Oh, cool, cool. Sorry about the, uh, like, just really quick nature of this, QG. I was just explaining to, uh, to James, I'm basically third shift right now, and I literally just woke up, and James was like, I've got an hour right now, and if not now can't kind of thing so yeah i've got a house full of kids and you may hear them in the background too and not the most ideal situation to record but here we are here we go yeah so what have you guys been up to anything cool not a whole lot man just trying to end summer's coming to an end so i'm getting ready to go back to work in a couple of weeks yeah so getting towards that yeah, playing anything, either of you, that's really interesting you want to talk about for a little bit? I got Injustice 2. I went to Comic-Con for a day again. San oh, awesome. Diego. Yeah. Ended up spending an hour playing Injustice 2. It's pretty cool. Yeah? I uh, like it better than the first one. Um, the version I bought and the version they had there, they had like all the characters and... God, there's like 30 of them. It's great. You can play as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No way. Yeah. 
yeah, you play as uh, Leonardo, but if you hit a special button, like your other three brothers will like pop in and do an attack for you. Well, pretty awesome. That single-handedly makes me want to buy Injustice Two. Yeah, I'm. The storyline's really good too. I'm just a huge Ninja Turtle fan from like way back. I mean. I still have all the figures from when I was a kid, all the comic books. I think I've told the story where I went and got my magazine. Like I have the number, the first issue of Ninja Turtle magazine, and they had an article in there about how the Ninja Turtles were going to be at MGM Studios, and I went and uh, got it signed by the actors, you know, that played the turtles. And they do this little 15-minute show, and I ended up. Uh, getting left there through a series of events by myself at seven and ended up watching that show about eight times before uh breaking down and uh crying and calling uh, via payphone, you know the disney theme park and getting security to find my dad for me and stuff oh gosh yeah some traumatic but also very fun yeah, like looking for you the whole time, or Dad was. Yeah, Dad. Uh, what had happened was we went on this uh, train that surrounded the park, or, and it would like stop at various points, and you would see neat things. Like the first half, I remember we drove past the studios that did like Dick Tracy, and we saw uh, all the like masks and makeup and stuff that they used for that film. And then we drove past the house that was used in the opening shots for the Golden Girls. <laughs> which was really weird and some other like crap like that right and it was you know it was neat but then uh it stopped and it just so happened to stop at this area like large area that was like a food court there was uh these roger rabbit standees like all the characters from roger rabbit you could stand next to them and like put your arm through jessica rabbit and all that kind of stuff and take a photograph and that was really really cool and then there was this stage that they had set up special for the Ninja Turtle thing. So the plan was we did the first half of the tour and then we were going to watch the Ninja Turtle thing, which we did and then get back on the train and go on. And, um, (laughs) we stopped, watched the turtle thing. And my dad about halfway through, of course, he's a grown ass man. He was bored as shit. And he was like, I'm going to go and get us some drinks. And I said, yeah, great. And he went to get us drinks and left me standing there at the rails watching the Ninja Turtles thing. And then I went and got signatures from all the various turtles on my magazine. I still have that magazine, by the by. And uh, he came back and couldn't find me because I was out getting autographs, I guess. And he asked the conductor of the train if the little boy of my description got on the train by himself. And she said, oh, yeah, he, he, he got on there. He's probably waiting for you at the other end. So he got on the train and went by himself thinking I had gone. And here I am still in the crowd. So, yeah, he was he was looking around the park for me. So hmm. it, was, it was traumatic. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but apparently it happens to like 100 kids a day there. So, you know no big deal to them but it was it was scary but fun uh i, I got my signature so it's all good but i've been so playing they, what's that did they sign it did they send the magazine is mm-hmm. like <laughs> sign it at their actual names no nah, they signed it as the friggin turtles and shit even april o'neill signed it april o'neill um yeah. so yeah you know they didn't i guess the the deal being they don't want to uh and they were all in costume and stuff so they they didn't want to 
destroyed the illusion to a young boy you know even though you could see the actors faces through the eyes of the turtles um much like a giant easter bunny or something you know i had no illusions that it was an actual giant turtle jumping around or anything but yeah it was cool they every 15 minutes or 20 minutes or so they came in riding on a party wagon and it was playing the theme song to the show and then they all jumped off and had a little like uh fake fake fight with shredder and they like knocked him down into a sewer grate or something and then you know they came out into the crowd and signed stuff and i think they maybe and had a little psa about drugs or something it was it was pretty lame actually but uh you know it's just one of those things uh you remember especially when you watch it six or eight times um but yeah yeah you been playing anything cujo yeah i've been playing octopath traveler Oh fuck! How good is it? It's good, but it's not what I wanted it to be. I guess. Yeah. It's definitely a, a game made to play handheld, uh-huh. um, because the stories are all broken up individually. And there is like little parts where like they talk to each other, but it's like you know a couple sentences or something. It's not like, um, you know, they're all together at the like. Whoever story it is that's doing their story at that mm-hmm. time, like no one else is really involved into that arc. So it's very, uh, it really breaks up the immersion of the game because it's like, okay, I did this guy's story, but I'm not high enough level to continue it. So I got to go someone else's story to kind of level up as I go and kind of breaks it up a little bit. Gotcha. So, so if you like play it like, you know, like for a half hour, an hour at a time, which is basically. You know, you could get through someone's story in an hour, maybe two hours, that chapter. Um, yeah, that'd be fine. But for me, I play it in long stretches, and it's kind of like, I don't know, it's not like as immersive as, immersive as like a normal RPG for me, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But everything else is good. Like the, you know, it looks good. The sound, it sounds amazing. Everything like that. It's just the story for me, it kind of, I don't know, it's too broken up for me. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot from a lot of people that the immersion just isn't there because you're constantly having to stop one story and go to the next, and that the characters don't interact until very, very late game. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I guess in the late in the, there's like the an optional extra dungeon where all the characters like are involved in something. Right. Um, but not during the main game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of um, weird. I'm still. I'm through everyone's second chapter, so I'll let you know if it gets better. But right now, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah, I'm. I'm still gonna pick up a copy eventually, but it's like one of those things that I might not get to ever. So, who knows? But yeah, and physical copies are going for quite a bit right now, so I don't think I'm gonna get a hold of one of those. I think it was just put through limited run games, right? As a physical, so. No, it's, it's it was released regularly on Amazon or anything. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Well, I just I know the price was uh, outrageous for a new game. Um, it was a short run, type. a short print or something like that. Because I know it sold out in Japan like twice already. Oh wow! I think I think here it's a little bit easier to get, but uh, it's like huge over in Japan, which makes sense because that's kind of the game it's built for, like you know. Uh, commuting and stuff where you're just playing a short burst. So yeah, they probably I mean, love it. 
Right on. Yeah, yeah. If I could play while driving, and I can, but it's probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> I'd advise against it. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm guilty of doing that with Summoner's War quite a bit, but luckily all that game is is, you know, you hit, like, attack and it, you uh-huh. let it auto for the next three minutes and you're just driving and then when you feel like looking down you see whether not you won or lost that particular dungeon so it's uh it's built that way gosh sorry about it. I keep yawning again i just i literally woke up yeah i've been playing uh not stick of truth uh fractured butthole uh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah i don't want to play those uh, they're both really good i'm gonna a lot of people say the second one is not as good as the first. I'm actually liking it a lot more than the first one. Uh, instead of uh, like the Lord of the Rings theme, it's a uh, superhero theme. And yeah. yeah, it's, I don't know, There's the story is good for what it is. It's very South Park, you know, and a lot of just like crude humor and stuff. Uh, you know, you can... Uh, still take dumps in toilets. In the first one, you could take a dump in a toilet and you would get a uh, item, like a piece of shit, basically, and you could throw yeah. that at enemies and gross them out. In this one, you don't get that. You get, like, uh, instead of getting a piece of crap, you uh, just unlock puzzles and stuff, and there's it's like a trophy, I guess, to do that. So, I don't know, the little... It's, it's quirky. Um, it's kind of like a... A cross between a like a Final Fantasy and a Zelda because there are like things that you unlock to get to new areas and such like that. But uh, again, very just crass and you know it's it's South Park. But I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I played that one too. It's pretty good. Yeah, and it's short. It's going down easy. Like uh, I haven't been putting a lot of time into it, and I think I'm right at the end. So. I'll probably maybe beat it. I'm I'm bad about getting to the end of a game and not like following through. Yeah. So we'll see. Other than that, I hadn't been hadn't been playing much. hadn't picked up much. Um, I mean, I bought a few P- PS4 games since last time I've talked, but I doubt I'll play them anytime soon because I'm again I'm bad about that. I stopped playing God of War, Cujo. I got the head that you said I should get and Mamur, and then uh, yeah wanted to try and play more and uh just kept not doing it and then you know my buddy came back by to play cards and i was like "Eh, i'm probably not gonna play this anymore so i just gave it back to him i'll pick up a copy when it's you know three dollars in a year um because those games don't hold value you know anytime a game sells like millions of copies you can bet that you can pick it up within a year for nothing like hell i bought the south park game for 19 bucks brand new from gamestop and it's what a year old at this point if that and then uh, yeah and and, uh like uncharted 4 i was telling you guys a couple months ago was at walmart for nine bucks you know stuff like that once something sells that you know millions of copies mark it it becomes pretty worthless pretty quick and it'll it'll go back up but i almost never buy a triple a title like day of the only one i might do that with is the last of us 2 because i'm really looking forward to that and uh i don't want any spoilers you know because inevitably i'll be online and someone will you know say something and piss me off so I try and try and stay away from it, but it's impossible with uh, social media being the way it is today. 
Anyway. You really have to buy full price for Nintendo, really. Yeah. They never go down. Yeah, like, that's I think the Zelda, the Zelda from last year is still 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Mario, 60 bucks. Like, everything's just full price forever, I think. <laughs> All the first-party per- titles retain their value literal forever. It's weird Nintendo's that way. Yeah, they they never really lower their uh, retail price of anything. Like, you know, you can still find uh, copies of Smash for the Wii occasionally at, like, a Target or a Walmart or something, and they still want full fucking price for it, so... Yeah. Yeah, they're... They're a weird animal. And speaking of Wii, I think the last game for the Wii either just came out or is coming out next month. It's like a Just Dance 2019. <laughs> oh, we have to get it. I'm just saying. It, it, how weird is it that stuff is still coming out for that, man? It's like, I think all the Just Dance is coming out for Wii still. Like, all of them. Yeah. Wii and Wii U. I don't know if no, it's coming Wii. out for the Wii U or not. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I tell you, my PlayStation ran out of memory. <laughs> no. Recently. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it. I had to. Yeah, had to, like, you did. Delete some stuff. Yeah, so I, I had to go online. I'm buying like a two terabyte um, memory card or external hard drive, rather. Yeah. Which is like the fourth or fifth external hard drive I have in the house. I have one for every computer. My phone. My cloud for my phone. Now what my PlayStation you? gets one. It's just. What are you filling up all these devices with? I've literally never bought an external hard drive except for the PS2. We have, like, photos and stuff we want to have backed up on a few different areas in case we don't print them out anymore. It's like whole life right there. Put them on disc. Yeah, I could do that, I guess. But then you have bit rot you got to worry about. Yeah, 30, 40 years from now. You you turned me on, too. Now I'm terrified of everything. Yeah. (laughs) You can put it on a zip drive or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll figure some. But well, this is fine. It's like eighty bucks for the PlayStation. Yeah. The rest of them I've already got. So and then I'm then I'm set. <laughs> Only eighty bucks. Only eighty bucks and yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've nowhere yeah. close to filling my PS4 up. I bought the terabyte model to begin with, and I don't know how many yeah. games I've got on there, but it's ridiculous. I did find out, and it kind of pissed me off. Like I I never knew because I never joined before, but when you join PlayStation Plus, you get free games, and I thought that meant you got to keep those games. But when you quit playing PlayStation Plus, they just like they're on your Disappear. yeah they're on your thing, but you can't access them. It's like please rejoin PlayStation Plus to play this title, and you're like, that's lame. <sighs> that means like if you bought them at a discount, you have to pay the rest of the price or something. That'd be that'd be terrible. Let's say that. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Actually, it does say that you can uh, pay for the game or sign back up to PlayStation Plus to play it. Which makes me think, like, if you were one of these guys that's been on PS Plus for you know since the beginning or whatever, and you've got all these titles and you're playing them all the time, what happens when that service just goes away? Does that mean you can never play those games that you got for free through PlayStation Plus again? You just don't have them access. Probably not. Yeah. So I think like the PS3 ones dropping, you need to keep all the ones that. Um, you get to keep all those games, I guess. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, because otherwise I would be fucking pissed. Yeah, and that, like I said, I'd never used the service before. Uh, I used it for Xbox a few times because I had some free like gold stuff, and those all like 
once you download them, they're on your system for Xbox. But uh, as far as I know, because I've gone back and, you know, I haven't signed back up for gold in years. And I've gone back recently and been playing a lot of Xbox with my kid because she absolutely loves some of the games I have on there. Uh, in particular, Peggle and um, uh, Trials HD. <laughs> she... She's got my wife's sense of humor. She uh, loves seeing people die, and in that Ooh. game, yeah, like die and get hurt bad and stuff. And in that game, it's got ragdoll physics, so you can like take your motorcycle guy and like drive him right on top of a burning barrel and just have him sit there, and then he'll blow up and fly into the air on fire, and then like twitch around on the ground. And she was just laughing her ass off, and I'm starting to wonder if maybe she's you know like Satan or something. <laughs> That's not normal. <laughs> but uh, it's cute as hell. And uh, Peggle's real real cute. It's basically like a pachinko. But as the ball like drips down, it uh, takes away the pegs that you would hit. And you have to hit certain colored pegs. And you get like 10 balls. And there's a way to get three balls through points. And uh, you can also catch it. At the bottom, there's a moving basket that if your ball falls in that, you get a free ball. And uh, she plays as this unicorn named Bjorn. So, Bjorn, if you're listening, <laughs> my daughter <laughs> likes playing a unicorn named after you. And, uh, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. And uh, she's great, man. She constantly begs me to come to the game room. Daddy, can we play some games? And I have to look around and, like, you know, when I was building my game collection, I didn't have a four-year-old girl in mind. So I don't have a whole lot of things that are probably, like, appropriate for her to play because i'm mostly like an rpg and like horror fan so i've got some shoot 'em ups and stuff but th those quickly lose interest for her in fighting games she kind of uh lumps them all together you know if i let her play one it, and then another one they seem the exact same to her at this point so it's it's challenging to find any game that she uh finds different and can enjoy for more than a couple minutes so i'm kind of thankful for the 360 having those free games on there trials hd and peggle and there's a couple puzzle games that she likes too and stuff so that's kind of become the family console um outside of the wii that she has in her room you know but she gets got bored of those games a long time ago but anyway, um, hi everyone, uh, if you're still around listening, uh, this is Is It Worth It, uh, the podcast where we talk about whatever the F we want, um, video game related. I'm Blaine J, and with me today it's Cujo and James, and we're here to talk about a little game called Thimbleweed Park. And I would prefer for the rest of the podcast you refer to me as James Reno. James Reno. That would be nice. Uh, James the Boo and Cujo a Boo. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. I don't know if that was funny. It was kind of funny at first, and then it started getting a little annoying every time you talked to him. The third character. When he got to the hotel. Good. Yeah, it when when you got to the hotel, yeah, and what we're referring to is there's a, a character in the game. Uh, I think initially when you meet him, it's the sheriff. Yeah, and, he's the coroner. 
and then he's the coroner, and then he's the manager of a motel, and each time you meet him, you ask whether or not he's, you know, the sheriff or the coroner or whatever, and he always says no, but people sometimes mistake, mistake me for him. We kind of look alike, look alike around the eyes or something like that. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's been weeks since I've played it, and I think you both are in this, the same boat, but uh, we all played through and beat this game but it's been a couple yeah. weeks since uh, I've played through. So if we have gaps in our memory, the, you know, sorry guys, but basically, just, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You're going to explain what it is. Go yeah. Ahead. I was just going to explain. It's a, it's a point and click adventure. A la Ron Gilbert. Um, he put it out through Patreon a couple years ago. And then more recently it got released as a physical copy through limited run games. And, uh, I ended up with, two physical copies james bought the uh the bigger like awesome one that's got all the feelies in it and stuff like that and i think QJ played just uh, heard us talking about it and downloaded and played through it because it is a short game i think you can beat it in about eight hours something like that um, the casual version at least the puzzle one you can do in a couple days probably hmm. yeah so yeah, yeah. Did you download it on playstation 4 or how'd you get it yeah, I did PlayStation Four. Just that you guys are talking about. It. I saw. I was like, oh, it's like twenty bucks or something. And I was like, all right, I was, I'll check it. I haven't played a point-and-click game in a while, or for years probably. So like, it'll be something to mix it up a little bit because I've been straight mainlining RPGs for a while. So it's nice yeah. to break it up a little bit. Yeah. I was seeing. I was telling Blaine earlier. It's actually available now on iOS and Android devices. So if you want to play it on your phone or iPad, it's ten bucks. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever but, play it again. <laughs> no, I will not. Yeah, like... On the go. I went through and platted it the second time. Oh, did you? Because because you can, like, fast... Like, you can run through that. Because I did hard mode first time. Yeah, me too. And easy, and easy mode is, like, half the game is... So, like, it's, you don't have to do half the, half the crap you do in the hard mode. Wow. So I can... I just walked around and knew what the answers were for some things, and... Knew where the things up. You have to find them. You have to do the whole map trick thing. Like everyone already has a map. It's all. It's all like super easy. So I just ran through like an hour or two, just to get the platinum. Because like I got everything to get the platinum. Well, you have to do a playthrough where you pick up all the dust and where you don't pick up all the dust. Right. And then, and then, um, yeah, be on easy or hard. So I beat on hard, did everything, and then I went through easy, didn't pick up any of the dust, and got the platinum. Yeah, and that's a inside joke um by ron gilbert um the joke being that in all those old point and click adventures there would be these pixel perfect items that if you didn't just run your cursor over it and happen to see something light up that you know you would miss it and then not be able to progress in the game and people would joke that you know it was like a tiny speck of dust so he put literal specks of dust in the game that served no purpose other than like you say for trophy purposes and such and you can either pick them up or not. And if you don't, there's a trophy. And if you get all of them, there's a trophy. So if you beat mm. the game with none and then beat the game with all, that is. But yeah, they serve no purpose. There's a lot of um, references. And I wish I'd written them down because I'm foggy now. But there's a lot of references to prior games. You know, the obvious ones. The, Go ahead. Did you see the Maniac Mansion one at the very end? Uh no, well, I don't guess. What was that? Um, 
at the very, very end of the game, you know, where you can go, where it's like the uh, whatever version of the world, what, where it's just like the original build or something, whatever yeah. it is. You go back to the to that girl's uh, the mansion. Mm-hmm. The mom from Maniac Mansion's in the kitchen. She screams at you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't guess I caught that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Weird Edna or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that catches you I, and scared the shit out of me. I already forgot everyone's names. It's like there's like the Mulder character. There's, uh, well, there's it's Agent Reyes and Agent Ray. So yeah, it's very yeah. similar names. Right on. Uh, it's just, just, yeah, but they look like Mulder and Scully. Yeah. yeah. Additional, let's see, additional references are like Little Beeper, who is uh, the clown's pet hamster. It lives in the microwave. I think Cujo and I talked briefly about how you can put a hamster in the microwave in the original Maniac Mansion, so there's a callback there. Um, of course, Dave and Sandy from Maniac Mansion own a diner together and in this and serve you food that makes everyone vomit. Um, there's, oh gosh, uh, when you get the pirate hat in Chuck's office, I started, I broke out laughing completely because it's the exact same uh, pirate hat that is in all the... Um, uh, Monkey Island games, and that pirate's name is LeChuck, uh, the great and terrible pirate LeChuck. And so immediately I thought that there was a tie-in and that this Chuck was LeChuck and that that was all going to come together. Of course, that never came to fruition. It was just a nice little Easter egg type thing. But there's there's a bunch throughout um, references to to older Ron Gilbert titles and stuff, and it's it's pretty cool you know if you've played all those games especially if you've played them more recently you know i hadn't played a lot of them in 20 years but i was still catching quite a few of them i would imagine uh there's a lot more that i missed you know did either one of you notice that the the main point of the game at the beginning is you find a dead body and you're trying to figure out who the murderer was either of you uh realize that that was never resolved yeah that's what because i was like where's this stuff like after the first act the story went nowhere <laughs> right yeah and ron gilbert one questioned he was like what does it matter you know once they discover the the ending which you know i don't think i don't think we should spoil here because this is still a relatively new game but once yeah. they discover that big revelation at the end what does anything matter you know and then it's yeah. like okay i can kind of get that but still you're running us down these paths and you know nothing ever comes to fruition it's kind of implied that the sheriff killed that guy um or the coroner or whatever but yeah it's never really explicitly uh, uh and that was by far my favorite part of the game i thought it was the uncle that killed the guy yeah, exactly. We, or or it's also kind of implied that it could be the old drunk because right before that guy gets killed, he hears violin music and the drunk is sitting right there and he's a vi- plays violin. So uh, it could have been him, you know. Yeah. And and the drunk had the dude's wallet too. So further, you know, he says he he found it after the fact kind of thing. But yeah, it could have been him. We never really know. But yeah, you you go through most of the game uh, investigating this murder as these two FBI agents. Not even agents. most of the game, only the first couple. Of, yeah, maybe the first third. First act or ah. whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as Agent Ray's and Rhea, and uh, 
yeah, uh, whoa, okay, they're, they're kind of like, uh, Mulder and Scully, they're obviously, um, modeled after those two, but, uh, you both still here? You get three other characters, yeah, yeah, we're still here, I'm still oh, here, oh, okay, yeah, I'm still here. um, yeah, and you get, you get to play through these other characters in the way of, uh, you unlock the one girl's uncle who is the brother of Chuck who's like this master inventor that lives in the town that invents all these different things you find everywhere that require tubes, radio tubes and such. It's kind of silly but cool. And uh, she's a master programmer and leaves her family to go program video games. Um, And they kind of disown her for it or Chuck disowns her for it. And then uh, her father... Is, uh, Chuck's brother gets murdered, but you still get to play as him as a ghost, and he has mm-hmm. like ghost powers and stuff, which is kind of nifty, you know, playing in that type of uh, scenario where no one else uh, really sees him, but he can interact with other ghosts and the environment by like freezing water fountains or uh, causing electronics. He can, has like commands like zap and freeze and. Uh, blow cold air or something or blow air i don't know that i ever used that the blow or whatever it was. but he's got a series of commands unlike anyone else he's very unique and then the best character in the game is uh the clown and i can't think of his ransom name the ransom clown. he's basically uh crusty the clown like off the chain you know like if, mm-hmm. if Krusty could could say what he really wants to say that would be uh, Ransom the Clown and he just cusses every other word and it beeps it out uh, so all you hear is a series of beeps like everywhere he goes he's a real dick and yeah he's trying to god what is his motivation he's trying to I can't even remember he's trying to break the curse on him He's trying to what? He has that. He's cursed. Uh, that lady like cursed him or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's trying to break the curse or whatever. Break the curse and get into the factory and like he's trying to start producing more uh, ransom clowns or something like that. Um, ransom so dolls that. or something. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's no motivation. <laughs> I thought it was really good when it was Ray's and Ray. Like they played well off each other. It made sense while they were there. Why? Why you're controlling both of them, and then the other characters came in. I don't know. It's, it's kind of funky how they're all meeting at the very end, and I'm like, this is a weird group of people that would I don't think would be together. Sure, one hundred percent. But that's video games, and yeah. as you see in the ending, it's all video games. <laughs> right, but you're you're right. It does kind of like. It started off real strong for me too. I, I really liked where it was going, like with the investigation in the town and the dead body and stuff. Yeah. The tone it had, and then as they added these other characters, it's kind of like you were talking about with Octopath. You now you have to play as Ransom, and now you have to play as you know the nerdy girl and the ghost, and the other storylines kind of stop. Yeah, you know. And yeah, the loop- cool. go ahead, go ahead, Kuja. Oh, I was saying, yeah, it dilutes it because, like, you get you're getting invested in the story, and then it's like, oh, now you gotta play as the clown out of nowhere because it's like a flashback, or you gotta play as the girl out of nowhere because it's a flashback, you know, and and then and then now you can play her, play as her or him, like the clown, forever, and it just it's like, why, why is that now a thing? 
Exactly. And, and it feels more like as they got, I feel like as they got through the game, like things became more and more contrived. Like they didn't like, this is, it is, just was just because not for re- just for reasons, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a good plot reason. So, yeah. And that kind of, you know, I've been cool if we had to solve like another murder. Like we solved that first one, quote unquote, and then another one could have happened or, the suspect we had in custody could have died, and then we had to go through the whole process again. I think that would have been fun. Yeah. Or you figured out who the real murderer was, but it's for other reasons that you're figuring out the murder, which is what I thought was going to happen. When you know they got on the phone and they came back for their own reasons, and they're like, "Okay, now I can do my own thing." And through that, maybe they solved the real murder. But nope. You know, another yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, kind of disappointing. And you know, part of that I think comes from this was a basically a for the fans type of game you know um everyone was wanting ron gilbert to come forward and make another classic style point click adventure but their time had kind of come and gone i mean telltale's doing stuff now that's similar but not you know this type of game really doesn't exist anymore and everyone wanted to make one so he set up a patreon and um that further made the game kind of uh convoluted in in the fact that everyone that contributed to the game at a certain level's phone number is in the phone book and so you have all these phone numbers that you can call and um each one of them leaves got to leave like a brief message too so you hear like their answering machine and they say Mm. whatever they say and sorry people listening to (laughs) Every time one of us gets a text, it's going to make that noise. But um, So you can listen to all these different Patreons, but it has nothing to do with the story. And if you don't know that, you might actually go through and call all these different numbers. And uh, that could be quite annoying. Um, although, kind of cool, I did find... Uh, there's another podcast I listened to, Watch Out for Fireballs. And I found Cole Ross is one of the guys um, that does that show and uh if you call his number he plugs his show he he says uh he says hey guys cole ross here and you should watch out for fireballs or something like that and it's like oh that's kind of neat and then there's the library which further is confusing because there's literal hundreds of books in this library in dolores's house and only like two or three of them are actually relevant and all the other ones were written by fans so you can go through and read all these books and none of them are relevant um except for you know the couple three and the rest are all kind of gobbledygook some of them are written well and some of them are written kind of comedically but not like sophomoric attempts at comedy and yeah they're not yeah. great I had, to go, I had to go and read a hundred of those for that damn trophy <laughs> <laughs> fuck that <laughs> Nope. I had a hundred of those numbers, that damn trophy. But, uh, yeah, most of them are like, hi, this is someone I'm not, they're trying to make some kind of dumb answer machine joke or just like, most, like, the ones I listen to are just like, someone says their name and they're not there. Now I'm like, really? This is all you can come up with? Like, all these people paid up, you paid this much money to get into the game and you have came up with nothing at all interesting. <laughs> It was like maybe one or two that were actually kind of interesting that were funny or something but everything else was just like lame like yeah. there's one like you call one person and you're like oh 
uh, I'm not here, call this number, and then you call that number, and like, oh, I'm not here, call this person. That was like the that was like the best one. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Uh, well, that's why you know some people are content providers and uh, you know writers and such like that, and some people aren't because most people suck at stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I didn't I engage. Like I was gonna say this. I feel like this game is like he had like the the story in mind, but then it came more of a fan service once you know you got so much attention for it. I bet. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It was like in the first act, really structured, really good, and kind of devolves and is more fan servicey and a lot of references and stuff like that. Um, towards the second half, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I mean, it, I still recommend this game to anyone listening. If you're a fan of point and click adventure, especially if you've played the Ron Gilbert games like Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle, and all the uh, Monkey Island games. I mean, all those games are in fuck incredible and if if you're a fan of the genre and you haven't played them you know do so they're readily available multiple places in fact i think i think you can play um day of the tentacle on uh ps4 i think it's available now if i remember right yeah, it, was a, it was a free game for one of the months i have it in my uh, library okay cool well um there's also a way in Day of the Tentacle that you can play the, like, I think there's a computer you can find in the game at some point that you can uh, turn on and play, and there's a full version of Maniac Mansion inside of Day of the Tentacle. So you, oh, sweet. So yeah. you can actually play the full version of Maniac Mansion. It's like a game within a game kind of thing, you know. And so you actually get both games by buying Day of the Tentacle, which is kind of cool. Speaking of the uh, arcade, like in, the, in this game, do you ever figure out how to play any of the games in the arcade, or is it just kind of like there? You know what? I I was wondering if it was going to be a part of the game because it's a it's a huge part of the game in Maniac Mansion, and you can play quote unquote you know Alien Crush or whatever it is. Uh, the the fake game in there and uh, the, your high score becomes the code to unlock the safe or something like that or maybe it's Edna's score is the whatever it is that is part of the game and but in this one yeah you can go into the arcade and like read all these different titles but yeah I never figured out a way to play any of them so I don't know yeah. if it's yeah you have to have like a special coin broken it's like I don't know maybe there's a tube you can get somewhere but I, I you know, like, like at the point of the game where I could get all the tubes, I was like, I just want to get through this. <laughs> right. I was, I was done it by the point where maybe you could go back. I just didn't know if any of you guys figured that out. Nope. Not me. Native. Yeah, it, it may have just been uh, another one of those, like, little nods towards Maniac Mansion or just the fact that, you know, the, the game takes place during uh, the 80s and arcades were a huge thing back then. Every every minor town back then had a arcade of that size. That's how, you know, popular they were. It's kind of like Blockbuster Video or whatever. Everybody had one. And then once you could bring that experience home, they all disappeared, kind of like, you know, once you could stream movies, there was no need for Blockbuster anymore, you know. So, and kind of the way the retail market's going now, unfortunately, uh, you know, why go to Walmart to buy something when I can get it half price over here, you know, so. And ship you from Amazon. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but it's killing the, the small retail store, unfortunately. Uh, you know, all the card shops and everybody's really feeling it in my town so all the gaming stores i've had several clothes within the the last i don't know year or so i'm down to 
two gaming stores um and one of them is uh in the town over um not counting game stops they're still around but i don't really i mean i i go in there and i you know like i bought the stick of truth from there because or not stick of truth but fractured butthole but they they suck i hate gamestop like tremendously uh, yeah but you know you take what you can get i guess and they have good deals and if i can see it physically it's one thing but they have this problem i don't know if you guys buy from there <clears throat> you'll buy a quote-unquote new game and they go to hand you something that's been opened that pisses me off. Yeah, that happened buy. to me. Yeah. I never buy from so I don't. I really don't. Yeah, man. I actually had to like one time. I bought a. I think it was Superstar Saga, and I bought it quote unquote new. And the guy went to hand me not only one that wasn't new, but it was in one of those generic ass fucking cases they have where they just like print out a blue label that says the game's name on there and no manual and i was like whoa 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 uh i'm buying it new and he was like oh most people don't care yeah yeah gamestop employees i mean you can't blame them they're making you know minimum wage i'm sure so it's whatever but yeah. you got to stay on top of them though that and the other game store i i frequent they every time you buy a disc game they go to put it in that machine to uh remove scratches and all they're really doing is making your disc more susceptible to disc rot and it can cause a plethora of other problems too if there are any like stickers on there from wherever if it was like from a rental place it, it can tear the disc all to shit because it won't be the right shape for it and i've had that happen twice where uh actually james i was gonna buy you a copy of a uh, street fighter uh anniversary collection for the xbox and uh went to go buy it and they put it in that stupid machine and it tore it all to shit and they didn't have another copy so <laughs> was like well, oh, God. yeah i was gonna send you a copy so we could watch street fighter the movie because it's on there uh for uh video games the movie at the time and then i was like well i guess i'm just not sending that out <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's kind of sucks but yeah uh gosh i forgot where we were at the game but not much more to say about thimbleweed park i think um i don't know i'm uh, I think it's worth it. I, would, I don't know if I'd spend uh, twenty bucks, a little high for it, unless you really like point and point and click adventures. I think mm-hmm. you know ten bucks if it ever goes on sale for around there. I'd say definitely pick it up and just check it out. At least play the first third of the game, right? Until you make the arrest, and then after that, you know, if you want to continue on, great. And then the ending is weird. I mean, it, it yeah. comes out of nowhere, so it's it's almost worth just seeing it, but. It's, it's weird. It's it's worth it to feed sexy Riker that uh, hamburger and then hamburger. <laughs> get the ship, yeah, <laughs> and just keep talking to him and have him keep running to his room and then go to his room and listen to him grunt one out. That's yeah. that made me laugh. I, I ended up doing that like four or five times before solving that puzzle, and every time it was making <laughs> me laugh. Because he's just in the bathroom going, oh, God, no, you know, and and it was. (laughs) Or listening to people try and drink out of a drinking cow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You can just continue that forever. And there's so many options. And I was like, does this ever end? There's a lot of jokes in there that are really good. And that's something that Ron's always been really good about. You know, even the very first uh, 
Maniac Mansion uh, is very famously, and he calls back to it. That's another one of the callbacks uh, throughout the game. He's calling people tune ahead. That's because in the very opening scene of Maniac Mansion, there's this scene where Dave and uh, his friends that you choose to go with him are talking, and like uh, one of them inevitably uh, doesn't want to go into the mansion and tries to leave, and Dave says, don't be a tune ahead. Well, he fought the Lucasfilms who produced the game, uh, tooth and nail to the original line was don't be a shithead and he said no I want this in my game because he was like a young 20 year old guy making this game and he was really fighting for it and they were like look we're not going to put a cuss word in this game it's got to be family friendly and so as as a slight to them he, he was like well fine if you're not going to respect my game I'm going to have them call him a tuna head which no one would ever say and they were like whatever fine we don't care and so he calls him a tuna head and ends up being like one of the funniest lines in the game because it's just so stupid and he calls uh-huh. back to it a lot in this game where a lot of people get referred to as tuna heads and such and other silly things but yeah I, I like and there was a another one that was wasn't a callback necessarily but I think he was referencing uh charlie chaplin because there's a contest you can enter as ransom the clown where you, it's a ransom the clown lookalike contest and of course ransom is ransom and you can join it to get a quest item or whatever and uh ransom ends up coming in third and uh that's a real life thing that happened to charlie chaplin where he entered a charlie chaplin lookalike contest and came in third <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, maybe that's referencing that. Maybe it's not, but either way, I, I took it as such, and that was kind of funny. But yeah, it's, it, it is a good game, and I really, really wish that uh, I was aware of it when it was being patronized because I would have uh, I would have loved to have made a little voiceover to be, you know, like forever in a Ron Gilbert game. I mean, just, oh, that, that would have got me right in the feels. Uh, hopefully, you know, he'll end up making another one. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't, because this one was uh, a pretty big success, at least uh, monetarily for him. Uh, but it did end up taking him uh, years to, you know, get out and such. So, but like you guys say, it does feel a little bit more fan servicey and rushed toward the end, um, probably because people were wondering where their game was and you know how people are; they're the worst. You know, they patronize something and they want it right now, kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. And that's how you get. Half the buildings are you can't go into either. Yeah, a lot more fleshed out and all that stuff. And then they're like, "Oh, let's go with this." The town's run down. Because like, if you go like when you go to that other version of the of the town, you can go into some of those buildings. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like the bar and stuff like that, you can go into those. So I'm guessing they had some other um, story that and they just kind of scrapped it probably so which is i mean it's unfortunate but that's the kind of thing that you know that's that's what happens when things get rushed is you end up with mighty number nine you know so you know i never played it what was wrong with that game what happened with that uh, my understanding is you know it's essentially like we were talking about but uh, cranked up to 11 is you know that they gave all this money to the guy that's considered to be the the father of Mega Man even though he's really not he was a 
he was one of many that collaborated on the first Mega Man, and then he did like a lot of stuff with the later ones. And they wanted him to make a new Mega Man game, and so he made a Patreon, and it was wildly successful. He actually got way more than he asked for initially, and made all these like to the moon claims that it would come out on this system and this and this by this date and all this stuff and he just really wasn't able to ultimately deliver what he had promised and you ended up with this like very subpar clunky system that looked like Mega Man but didn't play like Mega Man and and was just ended up not being good at all and uh, kind of wildly panned uh, by critics and fans and they were all pretty pissed about it so yeah you can i haven't played it because literal everyone uh like mint he said it was free on psn a couple months ago he said he tried to play it and it was just you know terrible he couldn't get into it at all so i'm kind of loathe i've found it a couple times for uh, less than ten dollars um physical copy and i haven't picked it up yet and i'm a huge Mega Man fan so you know but apparently uh the castlevania one's doing a lot better the the bloodstained curse of the moon that came out the 8-bit version is really really good i really like everyone saying it's great so i really want to get that and play through that and uh the full version's coming out soon as well and uh it it looks really good from from what i've seen i'm i'm really looking forward to play that so hopefully that one will do a bit better but yeah basically when uh when you pressure someone to make something and you you know you don't give them enough time and it's all fan service uh, you you might end up with something uh, less than so i would advise against uh buying anything like patreon to me the the, the system's awesome because we're getting stuff that um we otherwise wouldn't like thimbleweed park but then uh it becomes like too fan servicey and we end up with these things that uh maybe we shouldn't get you know or i don't know maybe maybe it's more of a necessary evil to get like a new game out because you know mighty number number nine might have didn't did bad but then you got mega man 11 out of it i think mega man 11 would have happened if it's not if capcom didn't eat all the um people that it's well that's true um what they need to do is Maybe that's create a new point and click where he does. He's able to do it all himself because everyone sees that there's a market for it now. Well, yeah, he might get produced or whatever. I would like to see a Ron Gilbert game in a like uh, Telltale engine would be really nice because this uh, this style of point and click. Um, whereas I, I and I'm the biggest point and click fan you're gonna find. I love the genre, you know. Um, but it's it's tough to play on a console um, without a mouse because you're having to drag the icon yeah. across with your fucking D-pad or you know your toggle stick or whatever, and it's it's just not the same without a, a mouse and keyboard. But yeah, it's just a you know I don't want to say it's dead because I love the genre, but like it would be it would be better on like the switch or something where you could use the touch controls i think that would be amazing but playing it on a ps4 or a like an xbox one or something probably not ideal but still the fact that we got it at all is amazing because mm-hmm. you know <laughs> 
toot toot. Want to keep that alive. Someone's much more popular than me. I don't think I've gotten a single text since we started this. But uh, hey, my wife's blowing me up. Oh, James. I know. Super popular. But yeah, um, so we did on Discord this thing. I and James and I also did this thing, where. You know, we've been trying to do as many of the games that you guys voted on. I think we're down to literally two. I think the only two left are Fantasy Star 4, which we're definitely going to do at some point, and and, uh, Superstar Saga, I think, are the only two from the list of ten we initially posted over a year ago um, that we haven't reviewed yet, um, because Kuju and I did uh, Xenosaga last month. And we were trying to decide what we're going to do next because we didn't want to do either one of those next um and i came up with a list of things Uh, james came up with a list of things we asked everyone on discord to come up with a list of things but what i want to do um because he has helped us last month and he's come on the show this month i want to let cujo decide what it is we're going to play next oh gosh (laughs) so cujo you've got the floor um you can th- this is literally here what do you want us to play Cujo what are the options again anything you want literally anything you want buddy just we'll review really? it really yeah why not <sighs> what's the um, what's that game we're talking about with the um, like the Viking game like three part oh, what's that called uh, third part just the banner saga yes I think you guys like that. All right, we can we can do Banner Saga. I think that's like ten bucks on PSN. It's only like uh, the the first chapter. It's only like ten, twelve hour game. It's not very long, right? But I think I think it's unique enough where I think you'll enjoy it. But maybe you won't. You didn't like God of War, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm, it's not that I didn't like God of War. I loved God of War. It just got tedious and kind of like samey for me after a while like it was this big open world and it was goddamn gorgeous and it played wonderfully the play controls were awesome and everything else but it was just like okay i'm running around killing shit you know and listening to kratos be you know dour and and his kid like kind of be shitty towards his kid and stuff and i was just like kind of just started getting kind of samey to me after a while so you know but i've never played through any of the god of wars and not that this this one is like any of the others, but, um, it, you know, games like that only hold my interest for so long. I don't care how good they are. Uh, it just, it won't, you know, it starts. I think it's a thing you start developing the older you get. Cause I'm starting to get that way too. Oh, really? Yeah, it could Cause, be. Cause before I would just play anything and everything and just be happy. And now it's like, it has to be a certain specific thing or else I'm, I just don't even look at it. <laughs> yeah. So I know what I like, you know? I don't want to waste my time playing something I hate. Right, right. Yeah, I, I guess it is. it probably is something to do with age because I, I played through a lot of games as a kid, uh, action games and such, that uh, I, I've never played through now or even attempted, especially, like, when I was in my late 20s, I went through this, like, kind of renaissance of I'm going to beat all these games that I couldn't beat as a kid, and I and I took a month, and I played through uh, Super Goals and Ghosts, and I, and I took a few weeks and finally beat the original Ninja Turtles and, you know, considered Battletoads and thought uh, better. Um, stuff like that, though. Uh, 
where I would go back and play all these like really hard, just grindy ass, you know, have to memorize each level type of games and stuff. And the, just the thought of even, you know, I could put in ghouls and ghosts right now and I could probably play the first couple levels and be happy with that, but I would never, ever try and beat it again. There's just, it's pointless, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I felt about God of War. It was like, yeah, this is, you know, I see where it's going. And the story didn't engage me enough to, like, want to see the end of that story. Um, outside of, like, it, it, it did just enough to where I was like, I'll read a spoiler about it. And I did that. And I was like, okay, it's kind of cool where that goes. But, you know, I didn't need, I didn't feel the need to play another 20 hours of a game to get there. Um, my time's too valuable. I, I wanted to play Fractured Butthole. Um, yeah. <laughs> Went cracked asshole. All right, so we're going for Banner Saga? Yeah, the Banner Saga Banner Chapter Saga. 1. It's only chapter like... Chapter 1. 20 bucks. Or, oh, is it, is it 20? Okay. 20 on PSN. Damn. Well, I'm sorry, James. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, I can pick a different game. I don't care. I'm going to try and work this in as a tax write-off somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know That's if that'll work. Probably bought it already. Playing. I, I have it. Yeah, I've got it. It's one of the twenty or so games on my. Uh, I keep buying them whenever I see something for sale that I'm like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'll play this one day. I, I find myself buying these digital downloads, which I never used to do, but the last couple of years. Um, I started getting over the fact that they weren't physical, and I was just like, yeah, I'll just pick this up. It's on sale kind of thing. So, yeah, now I've got all these games on uh, both PS3, Xbox 360, and, oh, my God, you, you hear my it's devil kid in the background? It's only 2.5 gigabytes, so I can, I can fit this into my PlayStation 4. This is great. <laughs> and, it, and it's short, and it's supposed to be really, really good. And uh, right. um, I love the store in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, all your decisions really do matter, so... Cool. Just, like, build something, like, send this person to do this, or send this person to do this, and there's no way of knowing, unless you look it up, um, what's gonna happen, and they could die, and you could lose, like, your best character, <laughs> so... Yeah, that'll drive me nuts. I'll probably end up using a guide because, it, as evidenced on the uh, like Shining Force three episode, for instance, like I can't miss characters. I or let people die. Like that's why Fire Emblem, like those games, I can I can play them for so long, but after a while they become tedious because if I lose a character in battle, I reset. There's just no thought to that. I'm like, nope, can't lose that guy. You know, okay, well, there's, there's there's one guy where he there's like if you don't do the right thing in the very beginning, he'll there's like three different places he can die. There's, there's this kid with the shield, and he, he becomes kind of a badass by the end of the second game. Like he's got a really strong defense, and he's basically like a tank. Um, but in the very beginning of the game, he can die, and then it's like part of the middle of the game, he can die, and the part of the end of the game, he can die. So I want to look that one up if it, uh, if you don't want to have people die on you yeah for sure yeah i uh yeah i'm lo I'm looking forward to it it's supposed to be relatively short for an rpg like eight ten hours something like that so i'm down for that and i really like the visual style yeah, that the game has it, it looks a lot like uh the old hobbit movies to me from the 70s um <laughs> it has that kind yeah. of aesthetic to it and that's really I think they're all gone everything came on 
So it was one of those uh, um, GoFundMe game, uh, games too. So oh, really? Okay. Original. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if you want to contact me, you can catch me on uh, Twitter at RetroKel. That's K H E L. Uh, James is at James Mulholland. Um, I'm not sure where Cujo's at. Uh, I think he's just at Cujo. I don't know. Uh, you can find. <laughs> I'm just on the where you at? Cujo? I don't really. Do I'm just on the Discord, really. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check us out at Discord. That's where you can like find Cujo and Seton and Mint and Josh Watts and Alex and all these people that you've heard on our show and stuff uh they're all on discord and you can interact with us and they're you know we've got a good a small but good community it's active they talk every day we talk about all kinds of random shit uh, and it's awesome is the best final fantasy right yeah we we have huge debates over whether or not final fantasy 10 is a good game uh whether or not 8 is a good game you know i'm a i'm in firmly in the camp that 8 is not a great game and that 10 is pretty decent, and then you've got, like, Seton, and he, you know, 100% the opposite. In fact, most games he and I butt heads about daily, you know. He hates the Sega Genesis, for instance. I mean, he'll say, yeah, there's, you know, Gunstar Heroes is the best uh, run-and-gun game ever made, but the Genesis sucks, you know. It's like, you, know, you can't really say that in the same sentence, you know. Um, but he does. He's, 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 a, <laughs> he's a cool guy, though. I like Seton a lot. Um, but, yeah... Um, so find us in Discord, and you can find that link a number of places. Uh, contact me or James, and uh, we'll get you a link to that. Or you can go to the RPG Shows uh, website. And just look up the RPG Show podcast, and you'll find that, and they have links there. There, I have a link on Twitter that I've tweeted out. Um, so it's it's readily accessible, but uh, I'm on there daily. Uh, James gets on there from time to time. Cujo's on there daily. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, you can find email me. Speaking of email, at simonbelmont at outlook.com. You can email James at uh, goodbuddyjames Good at gmail. Yeah, gmail.com. Which damn it, you know, James, I got like a whole buttload of um, emails from Blahmaster. <laughs> I told him I was going to read him on the air, and I completely forgot. Uh, He was basically, if I remember right, he was telling us how to uh, easily mod our SNES classics and uh, do some jumps about that, and I think he had some questions about certain games and stuff, so... Blahmaster, if you listen to this, uh, we'll try to remember for the next recording... (laughs) Sorry, buddy. I did send him a response, but, uh, yeah, feel bad. Send me an email. I'm better about that kind of stuff. You definitely are better about writing people. I'm terrible. Like, I was looking at our uh, Is It Worth It uh, Facebook thing, and it's like, typically replies within six days. And I was like, <laughs> six yeah. days is, is not great. And I'm sorry. I haven't been on there in a while. I'll get back on there and start uh, putting out questions and stuff. I have a list of them somewhere here. Yeah, I put a, a question up a while about it about like famous favorite OSTs and it blew up and I basically didn't respond to anybody because I'm I'm terrible at this and uh yeah but uh but yeah you can check us out there too we have a is it worth it uh Facebook fan page and here lately I've been keeping up uh big time with Instagram so you can find me at uh retro I think I'm retro Blaine J on Instagram 
and uh, you can check out like I'm trying to post one item per day of my collection on there and that's been going really well um, and it's been a lot of fun because it gives me a reason to own this stuff a little more than just you know for my own benefit now I can kind of share with everybody like hey check out all this cool shit I got I guess I don't know but anyway yeah and you can find us at Retro Game Core that's C-O-R-P-S anyway rambling on here at the end Uh, thanks again Cujo for coming on the show yeah thanks man appreciate you you're always great and uh, until then keep it retro and we'll see you next time yeah see you later everyone bye bye I'm Ransom the Insult Clown. I hope no one gets their feelings hurt easily, and if you do, it's your own fault for not being able to take a joke. Thimbleweed Park is full of snobs. You guys have a concert violinist playing in the street for ambience. You're so fancy here that the bums give money to tourists so they can buy some better clothes. Even your roaches turn their noses up at food on the floor now like, it. we can do better. You're all a bunch of inbred freaks. Don't try to deny it, because I've seen the sheriff, the coroner, and the hotel manager. The low IQ, the weird speech patterns, the same ugly face, 
If that ain't just one weirdo, somebody definitely their sister. Hey you, kid with a crappy wheelchair. Were you in a past life or something? Seriously, kid, you're in a wheelchair and you got a face that looks like that? God's definitely punishing you for something. Hey you, lady with a huge nose. I say lady, but your beak suggests you're a toucan. You shouldn't have bought tickets for the show tonight, toots. You should be saving your money for a rhinoplasty. Hey you, dude with the stupid mustache. You think you look like Magnum P.I.? A 70s porn star called. He wants his mustache back. Hey you, ugly old lady with the hairy mole. Or is it your parasitic twin? Whatever it is, I hope you bought a separate ticket. Cause if it's big enough to ride the roller coaster by itself, it's not freeloading in my audience. You will be forever sorry for what you've just said. I curse you to never be able to remove your makeup and to roam these circus grounds until the end of time. He went on for another two hours, insulting everyone he could. Some people laughed because they thought it was funny, but most laughed because they were uncomfortable, and laughing is the best way to hide from the embarrassment of others. But after the show, in his dressing room, there wasn't going to be any laughter. Ha! I killed tonight! One of my best shows ever! I hope that ugly old lady with a curse breaks a hip on the way home. Now to get this makeup off, hop on my private jet, and go see my mistress, Cindy, in Aspen. Yeah. What the f This makeup isn't coming off! As much as he tried, his makeup wouldn't come off. That old lady wasn't just any old lady. She was Madame Morena, mistress of the dark arts. When she curses you, it's not an empty threat. Something Ransom was just now finding out. This makeup of that old 